It is March 12th of 2017, and you are on Gamer Joe Radio Show. GamerJoeRadioShow.com is your destination. Today we have a very special episode. It's our Versus series, our first ever in the Versus series. And today, if you recognize those two tracks off the top, if you're good at recognizing game music, you would have known that they were tracks from Final Fight and Streets of Rage, the two games that are going to be duking it out today. First one was uh, the Slums, Round 1 Slums from Final Fight. And uh, a lot of composers on this soundtrack here. Um, by the way, joining me today is ex-hardcore gamer Mike Ruba. So, Mike, thanks for being here. No problem. Sorry if I uh, kind of stepped on your toes at the beginning there. <laughs> no worries. No worries at all. Uh, so, let me try to butcher some names here. Manami Matsume, Yoshihiro Sakaguchi, Yasuaki Fujita, Hiromitsu Takakoa, Yoko Shimura, that's one I know, Junko Tamaya. And Harumi Fujita, a lot of people worked on this soundtrack. It doesn't say specifically who worked on the Super Nintendo version of Final Fight soundtrack, which is the one we're going to be comparing to just for the sake of being fair to a 16-bit console, which Streets of Rage is only on the Genesis. 
Um, and then we have the track Stage 2 from Streets of Rage, uh, and that's famously by Yuzo Koshiro, very popular soundtrack, and also helping him on that was Morihiro Kawashima. It's a, uh, well, we'll get into all that about the different soundtracks, as that's one of our uh, challenges here in the in today's show. So the categories I actually kind of ripped from old school. Mike, are you a fan of old school Game Pro? Do you remember that magazine? I do remember Game Pro. I actually used to have a subscription to it. It was one of the ones that uh, was my go-to. I, I, I really liked EGM, but it was more expensive, so my mom wouldn't uh, would not agree to paying for a subscription for that one. And uh, I just felt that it was it was the best of the the game magazines at the time. I liked the little graphical summations of everything, where you know it was the the 3.0, and it was the guy who was kind of bored, and the 5.0, and his hair was like exploding. So, oh yeah, yeah. So I ended up liking the categories when I was looking through ways we're going to actually score all of this out. And GamePro seemed to work. They have graphics, gameplay, fun, sound challenge and i added a category of my own here characters because the characters are uh different in both games in in some regards uh, it doesn't necessarily make or break each game but i thought it would be interesting to talk about nonetheless final fight comes out actually in 1989 in the arcade but the super nintendo version came here in 91 uh, to north america uh it was actually in development as a sequel to the original street fighter wasn't it yeah, so uh, it started off as, you know, Street Fighter came out, I believe, in 87. So 89 was rolling around, and they were like, we want to be able to make a, a sequel to this, this you know, moderate hit game that we've had. I think that we can, we can do some better stuff. And um, as luck and history would have it, Double Dragon came out, and that came out in 1987 as well. And so while Capcom felt that they should try something new with the uh, one-on-one fighter... Double Dragon really changed the way that people did uh, what we now know as beat-em-ups. And so Capcom felt that they really needed to kind of have their answer to that. So they modified their game a bit, and their sequel to Street Fighter became Final Fight. And then obviously we all know that Street Fighter did eventually get a sequel, uh, but that's a whole other story. Yeah, and it's actually worth noting there that um, Final Fight, the team that worked on Final Fight went on to work on Street Fighter 2 later for the Super Nintendo as well. The Super Nintendo version has some differences, though, from the uh, arcade version. Uh, so, getting into some of those, uh, what do you remember specifically being different from the Super Nintendo version, Mike? So, I actually um, grew up playing the original arcade game, so I, I remember noticing the differences even as a kid. So I made sure before we did this to kind of verify them because you know how sometimes your memory can play tricks on you. But right off the bat, the first thing you notice is there's no Guy. Guy was not in the Super Nintendo version of the game. He wasn't a playable character. He wasn't mentioned. He was nowhere to be found. And this was due to the um, limitations of storage on the cartridges at the time. Just would have been way too expensive to be able to produce the game and still just, just have one character. So no Guy. Next thing you notice only one player. It was a two-player co-op brawler, or not, yeah, I guess brawler, beat them up, whatever you want to call it. In the arcade, it was two-player. Super Nintendo was only one player. And then the next big thing that I noticed was the fact that um, you'd only get two, maybe three enemies on screen at once, and it was definitely a lot less hectic fighting only two or three guys than in the arcade where you're talking eight or nine. 
Um, so there were some other differences, but those were the ones I noticed as a kid. Other things, you know, uh, getting older and, and looking it up, the industrial levels totally gone. The transitions to levels where normally you see the guy walk down the stairs or smash through a door or whatever, those are gone. Um, there were actually female enemies that you could uh, play in the game and also a, a transgender enemy. Both of those were modified to be able to be males as well into the Super Nintendo version of the game. And uh, I think there were some other differences as well, but those are the ones that stand out. To yeah, me. just I happen to have uh, Wikipedia up here, actually. So uh, it does mention that the first two bosses, there was some censorship, actually, in the Super Nintendo version as well. They had Damned and Sodom were originally the names. They were renamed uh, Thrasher and Katana. And That's then, right, I forgot about that. Uh, Belger's wheelchair was redrawn to actually look like an office chair. Um, <laughs> and then you might famously remember the Oh My God line in the bonus stages. That was changed to Oh My Car in the Super <laughs> Nintendo version. So, interesting. But uh, on to Streets of Rage. Uh, so, it turns out, doing some research here, that this was actually a direct response to Final Fight, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Sega was in the heated battle of uh, the console wars, where it was Sega versus Nintendo, and that was a big, big get for... Um, for Nintendo to be able to have at launch Final Fight exclusive to their system. So Sega felt that, you know, these these beat 'em up, these brawlers are are a hot hot item. They're definitely something that people want and Final Fight was making a ton of money. So they decided they were going to go out and even skip the whole arcade aspect and just go straight to making it for the Sega Genesis. Yeah, I always found it weird that there was no arcade version because Sega was so big in the arcade scene. But Streets of Rage, that was not the case. It was Genesis only. Um, characters in this one include Axel Stone and Blaze Fielding uh, compared to uh, Final Fight, which had Hagar and Cody. And as you mentioned, Guy, and we'll get into that later. There was a version uh, with Guy later released on the Super Nintendo. Uh, and they're taking on... Well, to, to kind of... Uh, not not to, to interrupt, but I do want to mention that I think that the reason why there was not an arcade one is while Sega was big in the arcade, this was definitely a period in time where they were very much um, changing focus and the Genesis was being very doing very well for them. So they actually really kind of cut back on a lot of their uh, output in the arcade. You were starting to see more of just the like licensed games, the big marquee games that would get people playing. But Sega was actually really busy doing a lot of stuff exclusively for the Genesis, Sonic the Hedgehog being obviously a major example of that. Yeah, so anything historically you want to say about Streets of Rage before we get into the battle here, as far as getting into our first category, which will be graphics? Uh, is there just any kind of background you want to throw out there people should know that's really important about Streets of Rage? No, I think I think we pretty much covered it, just the fact that it was a response to Final Fight and that it was exclusively for the Genesis, so... One thing that's going to be interesting when we start comparing the games is that you can tell that it was a game that was designed with the Genesis in mind as opposed to an arcade game that then got ported and changed around for an arcade, uh, a console version. Um, in terms of anything historically significant, can't think of anything else offhand, but I'm sure some things will pop up as we get discussing the other direct specific aspects of it. All right, well, let's get into it then. Our first category is going to be graphics, and we will start with Final Fight. Uh, we are going by the Super Nintendo version, it's worth noting now. The graphics are, uh, I found the sprites much bigger in the arcade original when we went back and played the Super Nintendo version. Did you find that to be the case? Maybe they're less detailed as well in the Super Nintendo version? 
yeah, definitely both of those are true. Um, they went, they went and had to, to be able to make it, you know, blast processing while was a marketing term for Sega and the Sega Genesis was still a true fact that, uh, the Genesis did have a, a slightly faster processor. So what's going to happen is the Super Nintendo had to deal with, uh, certain things that, you know, the compromises that had to be made to keep games at a, at a appropriate speed. So, you're going to see that memory and processing speed is why they made less guys. They shrunk the sprites. They made them less detailed. Um, but with that said, I still felt it was it was still a, a decent recreation. But it's definitely one of those things that that's just a product of the time that you weren't going to get arcade perfect. It looked good. It looked pretty good. But it was a definitely a noticeable difference between the arcade and the Super Nintendo version. Yeah, I was surprised playing it again, actually, how faithful it really was. Now, it wasn't arcade perfect, but it was still rather colorful. The Super Nintendo obviously could produce more color than the Genesis. And I just thought the overall look was pretty good. Um, on the Streets of Rage, a bit of a grittier look. You know, it kind of has the... doesn't necessarily have the colors that the Super Nintendo is able to produce... Um, but a unique look in its own right, almost kind of a grimy look to Streets of Rage on the Genesis. Uh, how would you compare it to Final Fight's graphics? Yeah, like you said, dark and, and grimy is a, is a great way to describe it. The Genesis, you know, came out uh, a couple years before the the Super Nintendo did. And so the hardware isn't as powerful in when it comes to color reproduction. Super Nintendo could do 256 colors. And Genesis can only do 16. So it's a it's a drastic difference. I mean, uh, just even the fact of what they were able to pull off with 16 was still pretty impressive. For those that grew up playing computers at the time, 16-color EGA graphics versus 256-color VGA graphics was a world of difference. Um, and I felt that while there were a difference between Genesis and Super Nintendo, it wasn't as drastic as it was when it came to like the PC world. So everything was darker and grittier. And I think that that was... A, to play to the, the strengths and weaknesses of the system, and B, also just something to kind of set it apart. Super Nintendo, as you mentioned, you know, Nintendo doing censorship and stuff, Sega never shied away from censorship. They knew that there was a, a market out there for dark and gritty, just like what was happening with, you know, movies and everything. They don't want stuff to everything all be bright and colorful and, and, and I wouldn't say necessarily family friendly because you're still beating people up, but there was that censorship there and Sega's like, no, we're going to go with the, the full on gritty look and feel with this game. And so they, they didn't shy away. And, and also, um, you know, we might talk a bit more about this in characters, but to kind of piggyback off the idea of not shying away from censorship, there was actually a playable female. So they really weren't, you know, afraid to, to do things that Nintendo was afraid to do. Now there is a, a certain look to Streets of Rage as we discussed and it's gritty, but if we have to award points here, which game do you find the more pleasant? I mean, it's a little bit subjective because, yes, technically the Super Nintendo's Final Fight is a cleaner looking, probably overall more colorful, more vibrant game, but there is something to be said about that look of Streets of Rage on the Genesis. That said, however, I think this category, I personally... Uh, give the point to Final Fight just for having the cleaner, more colorful look. Uh, I don't know if you necessarily agree, though. Uh, you know, it's one of those things, yeah, it is subjective, but I still will have to agree that it, you know, cleaner. Uh, I, even the sprites are bigger, too, I believe. If you were to really directly compare them still, um, I think that 
they still had the larger sprites on the Super Nintendo. I think that Sega went with the smaller sprites so that they could get more guys on screen. Um, there, there's, there is definitely a charm to Streets of Rage, and I'm not going to say that the graphics are bad, but if we have to pick a clear winner, I would still have to go with Final Fight. As big of a, um, you know, Sega fan I was at the time. Well, we seem to be agreement then on the first category, so graphics will go to Final Fight. But on to gameplay, and it's a little weird to compare gameplay in a brawler, but there are some differences, Mike. Do you know uh, some of the main differences between Streets of Rage and uh, Final Fight? Yeah, so in, in Final Fight, it had the whole aspect of it was a two-button control scheme. You had jump and attack, and then you would hit both of them at the same time to do the special. Uh, that's how it was in the arcade. That's how it is by default on the Super Nintendo as well. But you can also, um, you know, at, there was an option to enable what they called extra joy, and what that meant was that you could have a button directly dedicated to doing a special attack. The Genesis being a, you know, three-button system, straight up had the jump, attack, and then special was a separate one. But the thing is that the special in Final Fight is going to be something where it's your character doing it. It's it's a move that's going to clear anybody near you, but you can miss. Uh, you know, Hagar had the, the you know, now famous put his arms out and spin around that Zangief later did. Um, yep. You know, Guy jumped and spun, which obviously is not in the Super Nintendo one. Um, but on Streets of Rage, it was actually handled differently. It's actually, you're, you're actually police officers in Streets of Rage. So when you hit the special button, you actually call for backup. And what will happen is a car will drive up, a police car will drive up, and they shoot a, like a, a rocket launcher, a bazooka, that then drops like a napalm ring, a fire, on your screen, which kills everybody on the screen, or, or at least does a certain amount of damage. So if it's a boss, it wouldn't necessarily kill them. So that special is more of like the old, to compare it to like old shoot 'em ups the smart bomb. You know, it just, it does massive damage to everybody. Whereas on Final Fight, you still had to kind of aim it. You could still miss it. The other difference was with Streets of Rage, it was one special per level and that was it. Whereas with Final Fight, you could do it as much as you wanted, but every time that you did it, it actually took away a little bit of your health. Um, combos were handled a little bit differently. They feel different on both systems. Um, or on both games, and uh, there's actually, I feel like, a bit more with the grappling on Streets of Rage. You could still grapple a guy and punch or throw them in Final Fight, but on Streets of Rage, um, you could actually jump over to the other like side and then do like back moves without having to directly grab a guy. Um, the other big difference, um, obviously, when you're comparing Super Nintendo to Genesis, Streets of Rage was two-player co-op on the Sega Genesis. That was something that it had going for it. And in uh, response to that as well, there are actually double-team moves. You can actually have it where one guy grabs somebody, and then the other guy can do a move to them, um, and kind of doing flips and double suplexes and stuff. So they, they really tried to work in the fact that it was co-op as opposed to just two people that happen to be beating up people at the same time. Yeah, and I think it's worth noting as well that the... Fluidity seems to be more prevalent on the Genesis Streets of Rage game versus the Super Nintendo Final Fight. I found it to be maybe a little bit quicker, which is often the case with Genesis games. Um, you mentioned two-player, which is huge, obviously, you know, and we have another category coming up, which is fun, and it'll probably play into that. But overall here, I thought Final Fight, uh, and I've played it so many times now, but it is kind of slower and kind of more prodding than Streets of Rage, which is quick. Uh, 
hard-hitting action. It feels, it's, it's weird to say this because Final Fight was the arcade game, but Streets of Rage feels more quick and arcadey to me. Um, so for me, the point actually goes to Streets of Rage on gameplay. I don't know if I can pull your leg and get you to agree there or not. Oh, you definitely can, because I, I was always a Streets of Rage fan. I mean, you're going to talk about differences. You have to think about it, that while, it, you know, they came out roughly the same time on consoles, by the time it came to console, it was already a two-year-old arcade game. So Sega had two years to look at what worked and what didn't work and, and kind of directly respond to that and make a game that was, uh, for lack of a better term, more modern. You know, it was more of the time, more contemporary. And uh, I never owned Final Fight on the Super Nintendo. Um, I actually had it on Sega CD because I was one of those, again, Sega fans and had the, the Sega CD. But even then, I didn't get that until much later. So really, my my gameplay time as a kid, because uh, I had already kind of moved on from Final Fight in the arcades at that point, was a couple years old. I was all about Streets of Rage. I got it when it came out on the Genesis, and I played the heck out of it even long after even the other sequels came out. Um, I also had when the Sega CD came out. So again, this also proves why I got Final Fight later on Sega CD. Sega CD was not out when Streets of Rage came out, but when it did come out, Streets of Rage was one of the bundled games with it. There was actually a, a Genesis multi-pack. It was a bunch of different Genesis games. Um, the only difference being that it was multiple games on one disc and all the music was like arranged CD music as opposed to the Yamaha synth chip that was uh, prevalent on the cartridges. It's worth noting that the actual Super Nintendo version, as we mentioned, of Final Fight came out in 91. So do you think it's something where they could have actually made some changes from the arcade version to get the two-player in there. I know later on we'll get into Final Fight 2 and 3, which do manage to get two-player, uh, and I would argue at not necessarily as big of a sacrifice as I thought it was going to be graphically. Um, what do you think of all that? I think what happened was is you just have a typical case of you have new hardware that you're learning how to make, and you have a very tight deadline to get it ready in time for a launch. So sacrifices have to be made to be able to get that out uh, properly. So, uh, as you, as you said, we're going to, um, talk about the sequels in another episode, but, uh, I think what's happening is just not being familiar with the hardware. They're just like, look, this is the best that we're going to be able to do. This is, this is what we can get done in time. We, it's too expensive right now to have a cartridge that can allow all three guys, uh, the processor. We don't know how to optimize it just yet to be able to get more guys on screen. So this is just how it's going to be. So, I think that things could have been done, yes, but um, just like with any launch, you know, the games at launch versus the games at the end of a system's life, you're always going to notice a drastic difference as the developers get more used to the hardware and learning new tricks and, and stuff that can help them uh, make things a little bit better. You know, um, to, to kind of, again, talk a little bit about the Sega CD version, you know, it comes out later, it's on CD, it's on a, a platform that's been around a little bit longer. So here you have the basically the same game, and they're able to have the stuff that's missing from the Super Nintendo version. It has Guy in it. It has two-player co-op. It has the industrial level. Uh, everything about it was, was there because of the fact that it has the extra storage space, and it's uh, a system that they have a little bit more experience with. But to talk about graphics, you know, you're still dealing with the limited color palette. So you definitely notice a, a graphical difference right away with the Sega CD version versus the Super Nintendo version. It's odd too, isn't it, is that they will actually, they do end up actually going back to do Final Fight Guy 
and yet nothing really changes from other than having Guy in it, huh? Yeah, it was definitely, I feel like that they just kind of, uh, I don't want to say a quick cash grab, but it was just a direct response to fans that said that they were, you know, fans of Guy, they were missing it. And I think that um, financially speaking, it probably didn't make a whole lot of sense to really go all out and make a, a ton of changes to it. When at this point now, the game is even older at that point, you know, it's the years are going by and they're being, you know, they have competition with Final Fight. So they had to kind of look more forward towards the sequels rather than try to give a true definitive, uh, you know, experience on the Super Nintendo. And again, I think that the cartridge size really, uh, you know, cost prohibitive of without making a, a $90 brawler on Super Nintendo, which nobody would have bought. Uh, they, they, again, had to make those sacrifices. So, I think it's safe to say that me and Mike agree, gameplay-wise here, Streets of Rage takes the category, so we're at a draw right now. Final Fight and graphics and gameplay goes to Streets of Rage. But we get into sound, and I think this one's going to be easy for both of us. I know you're not the biggest uh, game music guy, Mike, but uh, Streets of Rage sound is pretty dang awesome. I think we can both agree. Uh, it's very dancey, it's got like techno beats, it's not exactly what you were expecting, whereas Final Fight soundtrack kind of plays it more straight-laced, more typical, what you would think you would find in an arcade-style brawler. Uh, for me here, no question, uh, Koshiro soundtrack is on another level compared to the sound in Final Fight. Do you happen to agree here? Oh yeah, I mean, again, you know, you know, me not being big into game music is just more along the lines of, I, I just may not know as much about it, but... When it comes to hearing those songs, right away, I'm going to recognize what they are because I spent so many hours playing those games. And so those songs are just like ingrained into my brain. Um, I also just, you know, despite the Genesis being older, um, you know, it still had some of its uh, advantages over the Super Nintendo. So while the processor was one we mentioned, the other one would be the sound chip, which is is arguable. Some people actually really like that sound to it. It's actually like a Yamaha synthesizer sound chip built into the hardware of the system which uh regrettably they unfortunately took out in the third model of the system so if you've only played the game on a model 3 genesis you really owe it to yourself to go back and playing it on a on an older model because the the music to it is definitely really good i like genesis music in general um i never really got into a lot of the music on the nintendo systems there was just something about the way it sounded with that chip and then again, later on, going on Sega CD and everything. Um, and, and a little side note related to this, there's actually was a recent release of the Streets of Rage soundtrack that came out on like a limited edition vinyl. That was uh, a big deal that I saw a lot of people talking about online. Yeah, here per uh, Wikipedia, actually, the soundtracks are often critically acclaimed. They are considered being, quote, ahead of their time and some of the best video game music of all time. So pretty pretty hard to argue for Final Fight in this category. Uh, which in its own right, I do enjoy the soundtrack. I do actually think it's quite good, but it's rather generic and Streets of Rage pretty easily here, I think, takes sound. But it's also worth discussing some of the, the punch and kick sounds, not just the soundtrack itself. Uh, anything you noticed here is Streets of Rage kind of seems to still be grittier and I still prefer the sound of the sound effects in Streets of Rage to Final Fights. Yeah, I mean, again, anybody growing up with the Genesis, it's you're going to kind of notice there's a lot of similar sound effects, just because, again, uh, as great as the Yamaha chip was for music, it was sometimes a little bit more limited when it comes to sound effects. And so you'll kind of hear 
uh, a lot of the same effects in multiple games. So in one way, it's kind of limiting, but in another way, it gives it that sense of familiarity and that like, you know, you just kind of like, you recognize it and you're like, I, I know this, this, I can tell I'm playing a Genesis game. It it had a little bit more, I guess you would say it had a little bit more base to it. Like it kind of gave it a little bit more oomph when you had those, those impacts. Um, and I think the other difference too is at the time for me, you know, this is not something that really is relevant now, but at the time as a kid playing it, um, I could play my Genesis in stereo because it had the headphone jack that allowed you to listen to the games in stereo. Or if I was playing on my Sega CD, my Sega CD was actually hooked up to my stereo system. Whereas on my Super Nintendo, um, you know, back then it was still just the RF hooking it up to the television. And it was just kind of mono sound because it was an old TV and just not as good of a hookup. So again, that's going to make things stand out to me more. Like if I were to hear a Final Fight song right now, I may recognize it, but I wouldn't be able to tell you it was from Final Fight. Whereas when I hear that Streets of Rage, the sound effects and the music, I'd immediately go... That Streets of Rage, or at least know that it's Sega when it comes to the sound effects. I agree completely, actually, and I'm just obviously with all the acclaim around it itself, I think we'd be in hot water if we were to say that the sound in Final Fight was better than Streets of Rage, but just on my own personal opinion, it's pretty obvious here. Streets of Rage gets the point on sound, and then this category I added next. It's uh, an interesting one. I don't know how you feel about it counting in the overall score, but I did want to mention the character's at least, and some of their differences. So, Streets of Rage has uh, Axel Stone, Blaze Fielding. You mentioned there's a female character in the series. Now, is she in the first game as well? Am I remembering that right? Yeah, the first game, there's three characters. Blaze and Adam, correct? Yep. Uh, And then you have the villain, Mr. X. Uh, Axel. Is it Adam? Adam? Yeah, Adam, Axel, and... Yeah, Axel Stone and Adam Hunter. Um, And then Final Fight has, of course, well, in the Super Nintendo version, you only get originally anyways, uh, Hagar and Cody. But that said, I think more iconically here for me, I remember, for whatever reason, I don't know if they've just seen more of him, but I, uh, Hagar really stands out to me and Cody. And I guess it's because they've appeared in, I could be wrong here, you know a lot about Sega, but they seem to have appeared in more games, more famously the, the Street Fighter games where uh, they are used. And I can remember Hagar being in uh, Saturday Night Slam Masters, and things like that. Um were the Streets of Rage characters uh, used in other th- things Sega did, or? Uh, not really. You know, it's kind of like you said, Capcom was really good about continuing to, to market and brand those characters, so they stayed a bit more fresh in your mind. So when you couple the fact that you grew up with a Super Nintendo playing that game versus me growing up with a Genesis and Streets of Rage, um, you know, it's going to be more iconic based on what your personal playtime was spent doing. So when you have that repeated play, that's going to be in your brain more. But Capcom did then continue to put them in, in multiple other games, the various Street Fighter games, like you said, Saturday Night Slam Masters. Um, to to my recollection, the Streets of Rage characters were only in Streets of Rage. Uh, they never branched out into anything else, not even like Fighters Mega Mix. That's or the game I was going to mention, Fighters Mega Mix. I, I would have assumed they would have been in that game, but... Yeah, I mean, uh, that was more of taking their, um, you know, their fighting franchises and putting them together, and then they added other, like, random characters from, like, Virtual Cop, and even the car from Daytona, uh, but surprisingly not Streets of Rage. It actually had been a dormant franchise at that point. They put three games out on Genesis, and then nothing else. There was no 
um, Saturn version of the game. Even oddly, too, to have those, um, the Sonic racing games, you know, we just did our history of Sonic, and, you know, all these Sega All-Stars, and no Streets of Rage in those, is there? Nope, because again, just the three games on Genesis, and then never again. Uh, There was one that started development on the Dreamcast and ended up getting canceled, but the reality is that uh, you know, we only had three Genesis games and then nothing else. No other systems, no other spin-offs. I mean, unless you want to count the, you know, Game Gear version or the Sega CD version, uh, it that but those are all of the same generation, all of the same time. That was it. Whereas with Final Fight, you get them in other other games, you get other re-releases, you get Game Boy Advance version that came comes later on. You get uh, you know, an NES version of the game that even came out, Mighty Final Fight. So like there's all these things that really change it that Sega has kind of, despite being a, a series that many fans know and love, they haven't really shown a whole lot of love for it uh, after the fact. Yeah, it's it's a little bit of an odd thing, isn't it? Because it's a series, that, you know, Sega does a lot of uh, polling on their fans and things, and they're always asking for Streets of Rage, yet these characters just kind of went off into the sunset. So I think based on that, you know, just for... The fact that Capcom continued to use these characters and support them, uh, maybe not always in the best ways, but that's a topic for another day. Um, if if it happens to come down to a tiebreaker here, I guess we'd have to give the edge to Final Fight for their use of characters, uh, and just they well, seem they seem well, more memorable. Well, to be fair, to be fair, I I can kind of contest that that you know if we're comparing these games specifically, we should really only talk about the characters as they're using this game to say that they've gone forward and used them more isn't really fair to if you were just wanting to compare those two games um but even so even with, with that with that being um, said i would i would still give it to i would give the characters to streets of rage over final fight you prefer the streets of rage characters to final fight oh interesting i do because i feel there's a little bit more variety um you know one thing that can be said about final fight that was really good that you know we should have mentioned with the gameplay as well is that Prior to Final Fight, whenever you played a brawler, of which there were very few at the time, every character played exactly the same. When you play Double Dragon, if you're Billy or Jimmy, it doesn't make a difference. You're the same. You even look the same. You're just, you know, blue or red. So Final Fight really gave it that extra step of making it so that you had three unique characters looking and combos that they did and special moves that they had. Um, But with that said, I feel that... um, you know, Cody and Guy are kind of similar, and, you know, Hagar being the brute, um, whereas on Final Fight, I guess you could say Axel and Adam are kind of similar, but they did have different moves, and then again, the inclusion of a female, I felt, was a little bit more, giving it a little bit more variety. She was definitely significantly quicker, so, you know, every character played drastically different on that game, and uh, so I felt that that was something that Streets of Rage actually did a little bit better than with uh, Final Fight. Yeah, but again, that kind of goes back to gameplay, which we did give to Streets of Rage, but I was speaking more on just likability, I guess, of the characters. And for me, uh, Hagar is a very likable character. Cody, I still remember these characters, whereas the Streets of Rage characters, they've almost faded off a bit from my memory, even though I do like them in this universe and in this game. Uh, but let's hope it doesn't have to come to that. I and mean, we, we clearly don't agree on the characters here. Yeah. But yeah. I, I just, again, I think it comes down to variety. You got three white dudes in Final Fight, whereas you have a white guy, a black guy, and a girl in Streets of Rage. 
So that's why I'm going to give that's, it to that. Is, that is true, too. It's nice to have the, the diversity that Streets of Rage offers. So, anyways, let's hope it doesn't have to come to that because we do still have two other categories. And the next one is challenge. Now, a little bit weird to have challenge in a brawler because they kind of all play similarly. But which game do you think is the harder game to play from what you remember? It's harder to beat and uh, complete and everything. You know, um, this is going to have to just come down to uh, my personal playtime was not as much with Final Fight. I never finished Final Fight on the Super Nintendo, whereas I finished Streets of Rage multiple times. So I don't know if that necessarily just means that Final Fight was harder. It might just be that I played it less because, again, I, n I didn't own it until much later. So if we're doing the direct comparison at that time, playing Final Fight versus playing Streets of Rage... I felt like Streets of Rage, especially if you played it two-player, was was a very doable game. Whereas Final Fight, even though you can only have two or three characters on screen at once, I still found myself dying a lot, especially when it came to like the bosses. But um, you know, and it is hard to compare it to now because now when I play Final Fight, I'm playing the arcade version and I get unlimited continues. So you have a very different way of playing when you have no real worry of dying, and you know you're not going to have to spend another quarter or have a limited live set like you would playing on a console so i i guess if i had to pick i would go with final fight but with a little bit of hesitancy just due to i know what the reasons behind it probably is yeah and also this category is a little bit weird now that i think about it because a game being more challenging doesn't necessarily mean you know it's better than the other game well some people might say a game is too easy and that can affect yeah i suppose that could be an effect uh, but yeah, you're right. I think because of the fact that Final Fight is single player, um, that creates it a little bit more difficulty in completing it. Even though it's something I've been able to do, I do remember struggling to do it. And of course, you know, you had limited credits. It wasn't like the arcade where you could put another quarter in on the home console. You had to keep playing until you finished it. Whereas Streets of Rage, you did have the second player, and I think that did help. And almost every time I've sat down and played Streets of Rage, it's been two player, and uh, I've always been able to finish it. So I find the game is really not that challenging, and whereas Final Fight uh, is a bit harder. But it is worth mentioning, too, though, that there is kind of that um, alternate endings in Streets of Rage, which you don't get in Final Fight, and that's a nice little added thing. It doesn't have to do with challenge, but we were talking about finishing the game, and that made me think about how when you play two-player, uh, you actually can have a little bit where you have uh, the guy, the main boss, is asking you to join him, and if one picks yes and one picks no, you have to actually fight each other, and then the game becomes single-player after that. Yes, and as we'll learn, many secrets hidden in the Streets of Rage series. We'll get into the later ones. Really excited to explore, actually, uh, Streets of Rage 2 and 3, because those are games I have not played very much. Uh, so, looks like Challenge kind of goes to Final Fight here, um, with some subjectivity involved. And our last category is fun. Manuel, they're both really fun, aren't they? Oh, for sure. I mean, brawlers are one of those genres that... Um, you know, some people complain about things not advancing enough, not doing enough innovation, et cetera, et cetera. This is one of those genres that you can innovate or you cannot. It's going to be fun either way. When you get a couple of friends, you know, if you have a friend or, you know, later on you get those four-player brawlers. Like, it's just fun to just kind of mindlessly just mash buttons and beat people up with your friends. I would have to give this one to Streets of Rage just based on the fact that, as we mentioned, it's two players. So everything's more fun with two players. Um... Final Fight is single player on the Super Nintendo. 
Uh, if we were talking about the arcade, this may be a different story, but we're not. So here it's pretty obvious that you're going to have more fun if you have a second player playing with you, I would say, no? Oh, for sure. And, and even single player, um, I think that um, the Streets of Rage game is going to be seen as a, if I remember correctly, a little bit longer of a game too. So there's a little bit more, if you want to say that it's fun in terms of no, uh, amount of content, I think there's a bit more to go through. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, you're beating, you're looking at beating Final Fight probably within 30 minutes. You know, if you get a good run going and you don't actually end up dying, then yeah, the game is easily completable quickly. Uh, Streets of Rage was not built as an arcade game, so it had the added benefit of, you know, making the levels as long as they wanted, and I feel like it's probably a good hour, if not more, to actually finish Streets of Rage. Yeah, that sounds about right. It's been a long time since I've done it, so I can't say for sure, but it definitely took some time, especially if you, um, you know, there's options that you can pick when you get to that final boss, where you have to either fight, as I mentioned, your partner, which then that adds time, or there's times when you actually, depending on what decision you make, you get thrown back a level, and you have to complete that level all over again before you get back to the final boss. So, that's actually all of our categories. It's time to total it up and see who won this versus battle. We had graphics. Me and Mike both agreed that Final Fight was the better looking of the two games. On to gameplay. While we did think Final Fight was fun, obviously, it's a brawler. Streets of Rage had a little more variety to the gameplay, and as we mentioned, it is two players, which is always more fun, and that kind of factors into the gameplay a bit too. But onto the fun itself, Streets of Rage also takes that category, so that's two for Streets of Rage. Sound, we thought Yuzo Koshiro's soundtrack was much better than Final Fight's. Still pretty good soundtrack. Uh, challenge, Final Fight, a little more challenging just based on the fact that it is one player only. And then characters, we were kind of split there. So I'm awarding a half point to each. If I've done my math correctly, I'm not very good at math. That's two and a half points for Final Fight versus three and a half points for Streets of Rage, making Streets of Rage the winner of this battle. What do you think, Mike? Uh, well, I mean, that would have been the one that I would have picked right from the get-go anyway. So definitely, definitely works out for me. And if you were, um, you know, one of those kids who uh, grew up with, you know, a Sega CD and a Genesis and you didn't have a Super Nintendo, you could kind of, as I mentioned, it was on Sega CD for Final Fight. So you could kind of have like the best of both worlds and not have to pick one. But as we know, the Sega CD ownership wasn't that great. More people probably owned a Super Nintendo and a Genesis than had a Genesis and a Sega CD. But it was kind of nice to say that, you know, Sega at, in one way or another was able to have both games available on the same system, whereas you couldn't say that with a Super Nintendo. So for me as a Sega fan growing up, I had a Super Nintendo, still loved Streets of Rage more. Um, so it was definitely something that I would have picked Streets of Rage as the clear winner. It's worth noting here that, you know, Final Fight, even though it did lose this particular battle, is actually one of my favorite games, and it's a timeless classic. Um, even though Streets of Rage on the Genesis, I would say, is the better game than Final Fight on the Super Nintendo, it might be a different debate if we were talking about the arcade version of Final Fight versus Streets of Rage. Do you think that would change your opinion at all? I would still say that I, pref I preferred Streets of Rage, only just because, like I said, it was made with the console in mind. It was a more more content experience. You know, as you said, you can still beat the game in 20 minutes, half an hour when it comes to Final Fight, whereas it's going to take longer than that with Streets of Rage. So 
is it a better game on the in the arcade? Obviously, it's a much better game. It's way more fun. Um, but you know, just because you prefer steak to a hamburger doesn't mean that the hamburger is going to be a bad thing to eat. Yeah, you're right. So this was actually rather fun, wasn't it? It was interesting. You know, I I think the fact that we picked a winner doesn't necessarily say you shouldn't play Final Fight, though. I want to make that clear because Final Fight is actually a great game. It's it's awesome, and there's so many different ways that you can still play it today. Um, that it's easily available on multiple formats. And uh, so it's definitely worth the time. It's fun to play, especially now that you can enjoy it in its full co-op glory. Um, you know, and then, as we mentioned, there's Final Fight Guy, if you want to kind of have a little bit of extra fun and playing different versions of it. So uh, I still say it's it's worth playing. So like you say, just because we picked a winner doesn't mean that it's not worth playing the others. Again, a brawler is fun. Play them, enjoy them, you know, give yourself a little break from Streets of Rage and play some Final Fight. So next week, Mike will be talking about another versus challenge here. Same series, Streets of Rage 2 versus Final Fight 2. Final Fight 2 is only on the Super Nintendo, as well as Streets of Rage 2. So a dead-on fair fight, no arcade controversy here. What can we expect, Mike, just a little preview out of Streets of Rage 2 and Final Fight 2. I know we spent a little time playing together Final Fight 2. I'm hoping we can do the same on Streets of Rage 2 just to kind of reignite my memories of it. What what can we expect out of Streets of Rage 2 and Final Fight 2 next week? I think that we're going to see that it's going to be uh, not as close of a race this time around. I feel that Sega really spent a lot of time making a lot of needed improvements to the game. There's a lot of uh, extra things that you can do. Whereas Final Fight 2 just kind of seems like, you know, it's not as bad. Like we said, it's still fun. But I feel like they kind of just still did more of the same, kind of still did it by the numbers. Whereas Sega really tried to innovate and and add some things. So again, both are still great games. It's going to be fun to talk about both of them. But I'm going to just give a little spoiler and say that, you know, I'm going to to go with there are going to be more good things to say about Streets of Rage. Well, opinions may vary there. We'll have to see next week. But for today, Streets of Rage takes the crown. Mike, this was actually a lot of fun, so thanks for coming on. I look forward to having you back next week to talk about the next two. Yeah, no problem. It's always always fun to talk these old games, especially give my little useless Sega knowledge a a little bit of uh, use for once. And uh, what what better way to start a Versus series than with a brawler? I mean, some people might think to do fighting games, but really brawlers are what we have to uh, to thank for that even to be a possibility. So we got to go with that. I agree. And thank you all for listening on Gamer Joe Radio Show. It's GamerJoeRadioShow.com. You can find our YouTube, all of the links you need, everything's there. We are on iTunes, so please like and subscribe and do all of that. Leave reviews. That's actually a big help as well. And Mike will be a frequent guest on here. Uh, hopefully one day a permanent guest, Mike, if we can work out times, because I think we get along good and we kind of have uh, conflicting interests in things that uh, make for good talk. So we will see you uh, next week for Final Fight 2 versus Streets of Rage 2. Have a great weekend, week, or whenever you're listening, and take care. <laughs>